don't need that one, and I don't need that one. Hello and welcome to the Burning Podcast. It's episode number 53 and it's Kristen Smith sitting here in Germany thinking, where's the summer? Because summer season, silly season, has already started. And here in West London, it's me, Rob Overfield, and I'll just be glad when summer actually gets here. And here in Berkshire, it's me, James Bartleby, and wondering when the next season's going to start. <laughs> Managerial merry-go-round, the full swing already across Europe. Well, that's the whole thing. The silly season's already started in, in Phil. Everybody, who's going to get transferred? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? And we've what had, let's see, four big, well, let's say, three plus one uh, big appointments already, uh, or changes, that's probably the best way. Uh, <coughs> some of which I don't think you're going to be too worried by, uh, James, as you consider one of them not to be a manager, despite matching <laughs> like Pep Guardiola. Um, let's start with Jokanovic at uh, Sheffield United. Um, I prefer Chris Wilder, to be frank. Yeah, but, I, I, you know, to be fair, that wasn't a footballing reason that he left was he fell out with um with the with the powers that be at the club i, I like that's Jokanovic. a nice way of putting the foreign owners who don't turn up yes <laughs> yeah mm. uh, i like you kind of itch. i mean when he was at fulham i would have i would have loved loved huddersfield to have to have nicked him scott um, looks better in suit, so. <laughs> yeah but he, he he just looks mean and broody doesn't he uh just the del savisa um he, you know he gets his teams playing good football um but the the problem seems to be that he doesn't seem to last very long, does he? Um, I, I just wonder if if he. You've been talking goes... to his wife. No. Oh. <laughs> 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 I, I just wonder if he um if if he's a bit abrasive as well because he he's got that look about him and I, I just I just wonder if it could it could end pretty quick. Um, you know, I mean, he he did well at uh, was it Watford he was at, wasn't it as well? He did well there. Yes. Got them promoted and then was sacked I think um, and pretty much the same happened at Fulham didn't it? He? he was sacked only a few games into the season when he got them promoted and yeah I mean it, it's good to see him back in England uh, whether he's going to fit that squad and get them playing the way he would want them to play I don't know um, it'll be interesting to find out I'd, I'm not sure he was the best appointment I'd be surprised if he was their first choice um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. I'm kind of hoping he does well because I do like him and I'd like to see him have a have a three or four year stint at a club um, because that seems to be the, th- the thing for him for me. As I say, just doesn't seem to stick around very long for whatever reason. Yeah, I have to admit. Mm. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Rob, I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> I was just doing my normal quip uh, as I was looking out the window. Um, yeah, I agree. I actually like him. Um, I, I do prefer Chris Wilder. I think he's a probably better fit for the Sheffield club. It's whether or not he's going, yeah, kind of it, she's going to be given the free reign to mould the club. So as much as I like Chris Wilder, Rian Brewster was not a fit for Sheffield United and why they bought him, I don't actually understand. Mm. Um, he, which is probably the reason that he didn't play that many games. He came on a sub a few times, but he didn't start. And for a twenty for, for a club of Sheffield United size at 20 million quid, you expect him to be mm. at least starting half the games because yeah, it's but a fair chunk of their budget. It is, but if, if Jukanovic can, can get them playing for him um playing you football know, that's the yeah thing. That's the well yeah that's the thing isn't it he's gonna bring to me. yeah he, he needs the the ball kind of in behind doesn't he but not lumped in behind he, he needs mm-hmm. it good slick passing on the ground um playing off the uh, he, on the shoulder because yeah. he's you know he's a bit like Dominic Solanke isn't it you know he struggled at Bournemouth and then once he's come down to the championship he, he's he's had a decent season and you know I, I've been watching Oh, keeping tabs on Rian uh, Brewster um, ever since you know the Under Seventeen World Cup um, and that they successfully won. He got a hat trick in the final, I think, if I remember rightly. Um, 
and that, so yeah, he's always he's always been on my radar. Um, and it, when he went when he when he first moved, I, I thought, oh, that's a, that is a really good move. He's going to play. He'll get goals. But yeah, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. As I say, he's not. He wasn't a Wilder type striker, I guess. Um, so hopefully, he, he didn't if, fit their system. So. He didn't, did he? No, it was yeah. it was a strange a strange move in hindsight. Um, but yeah, it maybe. It would be better for him to go back to Swansea because he had, yeah. he had a really cracking cracking season at Swansea. Yeah, and Steve Cooper plays mm-hmm. that sort of football for him as well. So yeah, yeah if, oh, you, if you him because he was the under seventeen coach at the time when they. Ah, he was, wasn't he? Of course, yes, he was. Yes, yes he was the manager, yeah. wasn't he, at the World Cup? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully he he can he can get the best out of him. Um, he's you know he's got a decent squad there. I, I can't see them losing too many of them. Um, because funnily enough, when your team are absolutely shit and lose pretty much every game in the Premier League, nobody wants your players. <laughs> so they will probably keep most of their squad together, which which could work out for them, really. I, I don't think they're going to be a bounce-back team. They're, they are one of the yo-yo teams. We have Norwich, yeah. we've already done it. We have mm. Watford, who are going to do the same, but Bournemouth, although it's... Um, we will come on to the uh, playoffs shortly. Um, let's go with uh, Pep Guardiola's a new team. Uh, they're going to have in two years' time, and uh, that really did surprise me that Juve have got rid of their starlet and their a legend. And he didn't, I don't think he had a full season in charge, did he? Uh, Andrea Pirlo, he. This was a strange one because he got he got appointed as manager of the under twenty three team, and then I think it was nine days later he got he got appointed as manager of the first team. Um, so he has had the whole season. Uh, it, it's it, it's been a tough one. Uh, obviously, Inter strolled to the title in the end, um, and Juve just scraped into the top four on the last day of the season, winning at Bologna, and Napoli only drew at home to. Verona um, so it wasn't in Juve's hands on the last day of the season if Napoli had won Juve were finishing fifth uh, but they scraped into the top four now the interesting thing is that the the, the higher management um, who to be fair are probably on their way out as well over the whole Super League debacle and um, their sporting director or director of football or whatever he, whatever job title he fills um, so oh, Paratici, I can't remember his first name. He's out of contract. He's gone. Uh, Andrea Agnelli sounds like he's going to be replaced because of the Super League fiasco. And now Andrea Pirlo um, looks like he's going to be replaced by Max Allegri, who was in charge up until they got rid of him and got in Maurizio Sarri, didn't they? And kept Sarri for a season and then had mm-hmm. Pirlo. So. <laughs> they've gone back to the man who, well, brought them title after title. But the, the well, yeah. But the the the, the thing is that the the um, Mr. Paratici said that if they finish in the top four, Pirlo will stay on. So they've they've kind of gone back on that. Maybe Pirlo himself is happy to to go. Um, it is it is gutting though, isn't it? Because you know, uh, I mean, I've got no. No, if you know my Italian club, uh, gun to head would be would be Inter. Um, so I've got absolutely no love for Juve whatsoever. But you always want to see a legend like that do well. I mean, I wanted to see Lampard do well at Chelsea. I wanted to see Arteta do well at Arsenal. You always want well, to see. He did until he started splashing the cash, did Frank? Until yeah. Until they started buying him like they always do. Yeah. He was building a decent team with the kids. And yeah. Decent yeah. Well, I mean, we've we've you know we, we we covered that a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Or a few weeks ago when when Tuckle was was appointed, and you know you know now look at what's happening with Tammy Abraham can't even get in the squad. So you know it's yeah. it, someone's going to get a very very good striker there this summer. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, you can't uh, English. You're not allowed in the I mean, squad, are you? but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean Max, you know Max Allegra, he hasn't had he hasn't worked. For two years no. since he left Juve, uh, he's been linked with every every job under the sun si- since that in those two years, as you would expect. So, I just I feel that he was always holding out, waiting to go back to to Turin. To be honest, um, it, it's it's a it's a it's a strange one. I thought he would have taken a job by now, but 
he, he is quite a pragmatic coach. So, you know, when the jobs come up at, at the top English clubs and and PSG, he's, it's not really the style of football that they want to be playing. So, it, it, you mean you know, it's, non-attacking Yeah, it's very, <laughs> yeah, very stoic and uh, not very particularly Italian. exciting it's and properly Catanaccio, yeah. it's, But it's successful, isn't it? You know, I mean, he, he won... I can't remember how many Five. of their eight or nine or whatever, however many they won in a row. I can't remember how many five. of them he won. It was five, I think, wasn't it? It so, was, yeah, it was five. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good appointment for them. It's a, you know, it's they always say never go back, but mm. I mean, it's quite a safe bet going back to Juve, isn't it? Surely you can you gonna win again, <laughs> aren't you? I mean, we we probably touch well, on Inter. I mean, they're let's, they're. Let's just move across to somebody who did go back and didn't win anything. One of your favourite Frenchmen. Uh, was he down? Was he <laughs> well, to be f- no, to be out? fair, to be fair, he did win the league last season. Yeah, that didn't take. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'll, I'm happy to be proven wrong. I just think, and it's kind of been proven a little bit that unless he's got Cristiano Ronaldo on his team, he ain't going to win anything because he didn't win those three Champions Leagues. Ronaldo did, and Gareth Bale did, and dodgy officials did um <laughs> and no look he's he's clearly a popular figure i mean it will be what i want to see is him go to a club where he's not a well-respected ex-player i half expected him to be back at juve to be honest um well not back at juve but a po- well yeah back at juve because obviously he's a legend there as a player but i expected him to go there as manager i thought they would have gone for him over allegri but Maybe he wants a year out. He, um, it's 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 an all-consuming job. Same with Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, all these top clubs. You know they're all consuming, and when when you leave one of them, I think you need a year out. And it's probably why Allegri has not worked, is it? He's needed two years out because it's just the the basket case clubs, goldfish bowl. Well, okay, I will see him go back to Bordeaux. He's going to manage Bordeaux next season. Uh, do you think Zidane didn't actually play in very many clubs for a top flight footballer no he didn't no. he was pretty loyal to the clubs he played for yeah he had a good few years at each I mean he was at he must have been at Juve six seven years if not well, longer well I'm just looking at the fans of all knowledge um, that's not editable by anybody um, he was at Khan for um, what four years when he was a youth uh, played six one games uh, and then he went to Bordeaux uh, for four years and then he was uh, what five years at Juve and then oh, five oh, years okay. at Real? Okay, yeah. So he does good stints mm. at each club. I mean, look, you can't take anything away. He's won. He's won a hell of a lot of trophies. But I want to see him do it at a, a club where he's not, you know, where he won't get got a lot the. Of cash. Um, oh, you're talking about Pep Guardiola. No, he's, <laughs> he's got. Well, I was thinking more cashier rather than cash. You know, somewhere where he's he's well <laughs> thought of and he'll he'll have that that little bit of. Leeway, um, yeah, potentially. He's given, a, he's given a lot more, like say, a lot yeah, more leeway. Yeah, because yeah, the guy, the guy was a win a lot with him. The guy's a phenomenal footballer. Is a, you know, I'd like give, get, get him to Huddersfield. See, you know, see if he <laughs> can deal with players that haven't got as much talent in their little toes. They, mm. uh, you know, I just, no, I'd, I'm, I'm not convinced by him being a good manager. Didn't you remember him getting sent off in a play for well, his final game, he yeah. got sent off. He, he had yeah. a if he had a lot of red cards in his career. I mean, he was well into double figures. I mean, he challenged Sergio Ramos for the amount of red cards he's had. He was a mm, bit of a dirty one, and I never realised. But yeah, he had a. I mean, obviously the you know the headbutt in his final game in the World Cup final, but he had he had a temper on him. Mm. Definitely one for using his head, anyway. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Rob's, Rob's, uh, yeah, Rob wants to speak. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just a case of I was just wondering when I might get the chance. Well, well we're going to talk <laughs> one more club that you're probably not interested in, um, and it's the it's a situation in Italy where you win the top title in Italy and then you leave. Y- yeah, which I but... find really strange. Always feels like unfinished business. It, the, now this is it, it's a bit like Germany, um, where we've we've just we've had this whole 
managerial merry go round announced over the last few weeks in Germany, haven't we, with Bayern and Leipzig and Gladbach and Frankfurt and um, and it, it's starting to get a little bit like that in Italy, really isn't it? For Bayern. They just choose who they want and say, yeah. to this year, you're going to be our manager and they just go and buy them. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in Italy, uh, Antonio Conte's left. It's no surprise um, to me. I he, he, he would have gone last year, I think, but they, they they managed to come to an agreement that he'd stay on for another season. He's won the league, but as as we know, the the, um, the owners of, of Inter, uh, Suning, are a Chinese conglomerate that uh, owned Jiangsu, and they shut them down. We covered that on the podcast a couple of months ago. They shut them down just a few days after winning their first ever Super League title. So, so Inter are um, going to play next season. <laughs> well, so but in China, you're not allowed. They've they've now said that you can't spend money on European football or anything outside of China. So Suning have now withdrawn pretty much all their funding. I think they've managed to get some American investment fund or something to, to come on board, which doesn't sound good, to be honest. Um, but, you know, on, Antonio Conte comes with a certain level of salary, which they're probably not too happy to be paying next season. So I think he had a year left on his contract, so they've 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 just kind of severed it and gone their own ways. Mm. It would have been tough for him to defend the title, There's a, the, you know, because they're probably going to have to sell quite a lot of their players. Um, they're not going to have a squad anywhere near as strong as it was this season. Um, and it looks like they've they've already got their replacement for him as well in uh, in Lazio manager Simone Inzaghi, who did a really good job with with them. Um, he'll come in. He'll be a lot cheaper. Um, he's he, you know he was a really good striker in his day. Not quite as good as his mm-hmm. older brother. Um, but he seems to be a better manager. They, they, uh, Filippo's not doing quite as well as Simone is, and it's quite an interesting appointment. He's he's not as outspoken, um, but then I don't think anybody on the planet, I don't even think even Donald Trump is as outspoken as Antonio Conte. So you know, Simone is like he, he'll be one of those that'll be happy to work on a lower budget. He'll be on a lower salary. He, you know, he might bring through more younger players because the likes of Lukaku and. You know, players like that, they're probably going to move on. I think Chelsea want him back because, of course. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's going to be a ridiculous season. There's so many managers and big jobs and big players that are all on the move, and yet nobody's got any money. So how's anyone going to spend any? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's going to be a really, really bizarre summer. I think it's always a bizarre summer. This, this is going to be more surreal than bizarre. I think yes, that's, that's the right. Yeah, that's a better word. There's a, there's a huge number of clubs who are crying out that they've got no cash. Um, I think Bayern posted a hundred and fifty million euro loss, but they're still going to go out and buy players because oh, God, yeah. they can. And and this is the thing: the big clubs are always going to find a way because you think how many times now it's not it's not all money these packages that we hear about are packages they're not the transfer fee is 100 million euros and then afterwards when you actually look at it it's probably 20 million euros of cash plus it's then future sponsorship rights this that and the other they're so complex it's not actually known how much it is and i think we, we touched on last week about harry kane yeah who's going to go and pay mm. what spurs are going to call for them i really mm. don't see a lot of clubs doing that Especially as I don't know whether Poch is coming back to Spurs there, Rob. We, we had a little touch about this out, a little mm. chat about this off air, but um, <laughs> this seems really crazy. Yeah, I have to admit, it's, um, it's something that you know you don't often see working where, for one reason or another, a manager leaves a club, his successors, successors don't reach up to the level that the, that the one manager reached and so they invite the successful manager back in place of the not successful ones and yet you never seem to see a second time round manager be able to replicate the success that they had first time you can see it so many times not happening and yet clubs still do it and i'm thinking you know yeah you either sacked the manager or he left and he left for a reason 
And now we want him back because the person that you thought would be better than him has proven not to be so. And you know, I just just never works in football. You know, a manager can never recreate the success he had in the first stint. You know, it's you know it's happened at most clubs in you know in professional football. You know, they'll have a manager that you know is successful. He gets picked to, to manage at a higher level, or he gets sacked after a bad season. And yet, a few years down the line, they ask him, ask them back. And yet, it, you know, you never hear of any of these managers being as successful as they were first time round. So I don't understand why clubs want to do it because it just never happens. They're almost like they're, try, they're trying to do something. You know, they're trying to rewalk the same path not realizing the fact that it isn't the same path at all it's you know it, you know it's a completely different situation completely different clubs completely different players and it doesn't work and yet clubs still do it so why Tottenham want to go back for Pochettino I really don't understand I mean I don't know if it ever happened at Liverpool Christian you know I'm can't remember Kevin, Sir Kevin uh, yeah had to be there had His to be one. Was, we bought yeah. Lee Carroll for thirty-five million pounds. We bought we had Kev, for thirty million. You had Kevin yeah. Keegan as well, didn't you, at Newcastle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, has it happened at Huddersfield, James? Yeah, we had Peter Jackson. Um but to be fair, he did well in both both spells at the club. Um he, he, yeah, he was he was yeah, he, probably the exception that proves the rule, I guess. He he um, yeah, yeah. he wasn't too bad. Both, both spells. Um, what what gets me about the Pochettino thing? They've they've paid him off to sack him. Yeah. And if they hire him, they're going to have to buy him out of his PSG contract. So yep. is Daniel Levy really, really going to lose face like that and do that? That uh, that. Probably. Uh, I mean, that just. <laughs> I mean, there's the Dan one going back to Real Madrid is a little bit different because both times he resigned, so mm. presumably gave up compensation or there was very little compensation and mm. you know it was very much I think hit on the face of it his decision to leave the first time and it is again the second time mm. but yeah mm. you've, you're very right it very very rarely works uh, certainly not at the high level I mean I said about Peter Jackson at Huddersfield but you know it, it, it's mm. Huddersfield <laughs> it's the second and third division yeah. it's not it's yeah. not on the level of a Tottenham or a PSG or you know yeah. I it just, I don't yeah. know. It, it, I, I will. It, would it work? I mean, who went to West? Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, who's the guy at York most recently? York City. Oh, Gary Mills. He'd been there a couple of times. Yeah, and, and it wasn't as well. But he was yeah. York through and through. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not like I, some somebody from Argentina who you get an invite back. Yeah, um, and I just, I, you know, I mean, if if Hurricane does go. You know, it's it's not going to be the same squad that he goes back to. Um, uh, is it is it a desperate attempt from Daniel Levy to persuade Kane to stay? If he says, "Look, we'll bring Poch back," you know, would that work? Okay. I don't know. Is, is the is the question of whether they've actually made, they have actually made uh, contact, or it was a we were out of everything. We're going to the Europa Conference League, which sounds like you're going to the Vanarama League. Um, which some mm. of the stadiums that I've seen, they probably are. <laughs> that sort of quality mm. stadium around Europe. Um, maybe that's what they're actually thinking um, from the point of view that it's not so much any of that. It's one of those drunken things and somebody has just texted him and said, Poch, come back, we love you really. And it's not an official approach because the BBC article that I'm reading doesn't actually say who really did it. There's a lot of mm. we pretend we have done, um, but there's no actual quote saying they have. <laughs> so, is this the BBC doing sensationalist reporting? It, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I know it's a, a very strange thing. The, the reason I ask it is because normally mm. the BBC are one of the sites that I trust to actually check the story is real verifiable real not just yes we know and sources have confirmed but somebody has really put their name to it um that maybe they have they've, they've made contact with potch what are they going to say uh, by the way you need to move your car that's in car parking space 
that doesn't mean they're actually going to return to the club. Return to the club and move your car that's parked in our space. Um, it could be that. Because I'm... I think the most telling thing to me is that PSG, for the second time in nine seasons, haven't actually won the league one. Doesn't that say more about how crap French football is? I mean, it was um, it was a fantastic uh, effort from it was a great from Lille. Yeah, they they just managed to get themselves over the line. I mean, they nearly choked because uh, the second to uh, the penultimate uh, round of games, they they only managed to draw. But then they went away to Angers on the weekend and and won two nil and and secured their or two one two nil two one something like that and secured their the the title. Uh, and I think their manager has already left as well, Christophe Galtier. I think he's going to Nice. Um, which, you know, well, people are questioning. Really well, the you, people are questioning, saying, "Why are you going? You know, why are you going from the champions to the team that are ninth? And it's like because you're going from the north of France to Nice. Well, and and if he's from southern France, and Nice have got money, so why would you not? Um, but yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, 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 he'd be mad. Pochettino to go back to Spurs. He'd be absolutely crazy to go back there. Um, I mean, yes, fine, he didn't win the league with PSG, but he'll win it next season and he'll win the, the Coupe de France mm-hmm. or the Coupe de la Ligue or, you know, and he's he's not going to voluntarily, I don't care how much he leaves Spurs, he's not surely going to voluntarily leave a team that has got, that has now shaken off the hoodoo and is now a genuine Champions League contender mm-hmm. to well, go and yeah, face... They, they to go Well, and, the, the and they lost the final the season before, so they've managed to get over that, mm. that hump of never getting past the quarter-final or whatever it was. But to would he really go back to Tottenham where he can face Jose Mourinho's Roma in the Conference League? <laughs> if he does, he needs to give his head a wobble because... It, Actually, it would be the craziest decision. Spurs, yeah, and Roma, Mourinho's mm-hmm. new club, there in it. Uh, Villarreal were, but they're now in the Champions League because of they they I managed know, to win the stunning. most perfect penalty shootout uh, I've ever watched in my life. Um, especially when they didn't play their better goalkeeper, who probably would have scored the penalty. Yeah, <laughs> this. I mean, if we if we he's a very good goalkeeper. If if we're moving on to the to the um to the Europa League final, I mean, it was an we'll, awful we'll match. Do now. That wasn't my playlist, but uh, we we will. Do it, I mean, we can we can. Did you, did you guys did you guys watch it? I, I no. Did, no, I mean it was oh. no because it didn't have anybody in it who was interesting. It, it in was, some um, respects, was an, I even forgot it was on. <laughs> it was an awful, awful match. Um, and then the penalties came about, and I mean, there was on. I think in the there were twenty-two penalties. Twenty-one of them were scored. David de Gea miss. Well, doesn't miss the last one. He, he has it saved, and everyone was ripping him because it's like, oh, why have you side-footed that? Why didn't you put your laces through it like it's a goal kick? Look, Geronimo really went the right way and saved it. If he goes the other way, it scores. So it, mm. it wasn't a terrible penalty from David de Gea. Um, what was terrible is the fact that he got nowhere near any of the 11 penalties from Villarreal. He got nowhere near any of them. And he has not saved a penalty now since April 2016. I think it was in the FA Cup semi-final, I think I read. Um, he's now faced 36 penalties, including the 11 last night. <laughs> and he hasn't <laughs> saved one. And he got nowhere near any of them. And he's the highest paid player in the Premier League. <laughs> It was, but some of the, the, I mean, the penalties. I've done. If you've managed to watch the recap, the penalty shootout, it was, it was just the highest quality penalty shootout I've ever seen, because there was only one bad one, I think, and that was Luke Shaw's, which uh, well, really not, are you should sure, have saved. Are you sure, that De Gea's wasn't a bad one. You know, no, it was. It was only a bad one because it was saved. It it, it wasn't. Well, it, it, it wasn't Aguero's Penenka. Because he didn't score. That's really the, well, the point. But, but if, you know, if the keeper dives the other way, he scores. If he puts it down the middle, he scores. He's just gone to side foot it in the corner instead of taking it like a. If he'd have done what uh, Rully did with his one and took it as a goal kick, he would have scored. But you know, Has it, it is what it is. Has the wheel said why he didn't play Henderson, who's a better goalkeeper? Um, I not because I, I, mean, I read I think... a few stories earlier on that Henderson is not particularly happy 
Um, he's a very confident young man. He's, he's Dean Henderson. In, in it, apparently, in the five years, since yeah, well, yeah. Um, apparently, in in since David de Gea last saved a penalty five years ago, I think is it Dean Henderson's first seventeen penalties and saved eight of them. I think. Um, I mean, it, why not do what um, Louis Van Hall did? And and change your goalkeeper at the end of, towards the end of extra time for the penalty shootout, or what Sarri tried to do with Kepa at the uh, in the League Cup final a couple of years ago with Chelsea. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if you've got two number ones fighting for one number one, um, so they both would have felt that they should have played that final. By all accounts, now Dean Henderson's ready to 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 leave the club. See, I would, I would, I would beg to differ. You have a number one and a former number one fighting it out. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I'm not convinced by Dean Henderson. Um, I'm more convinced he, by Dean Henderson than I am by by David Care. He's, he's. It was only the other day when I actually realised how long he's been at United. Yeah, he's been there for he about ten years, hasn't he? By now. He should have moved on. He's he's done a decade now, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was shocked at that as well. And he wasn't top um, of his form when he actually went there. No, he had a, he had a dodgy. If I remember rightly, they played Man City, didn't they, in the Community Shield on his debut, and he, he had a bit of a shocker. Um, but I mean, Dean Henderson. I mean, if you ask Sheffield United fans about him, they love him. But that's that's a defence where you you're facing shots every every three or four minutes. So you've got no time to just drift away and watch the game have you whereas at, at Man United you, you could go half an hour without having to do anything meaningful other than deal with a with a tame back no, I think pass 15, 15 um, years ago that would have been the case yeah. this season not quite but he's, he's faced a bit more Sheffield United level of shots maybe maybe but I'm not I'm not I mean I wouldn't be happy going into the Euros with him in goal I, I'm not I'm yet to be won over Let's just say that. I mean, he's a very confident I'm, young man. I'm not saying that he's the best goalkeeper in the world. I'm just, I just personally, I think he's better than David De Gea um, because De Gea has been there. Like I, say, I don't think Rise has been there ten years. I thought he'd only been there seven or eight, but he's been there too long and he's never performed at the money they paid for him. Exactly, and horror for Man United. And and the problem is, as I said earlier, he's he's the highest paid player in the Premier League. You've got no chance of getting rid of him. But speaking of teams and people who haven't performed, um, you both live in London, around London, work in London, have very good friends. Um, how's this for an amazing stat? 26 years ago, was not only the last time that Everton won a trophy, 26 years ago is the last time that Arsenal were not in a European competition. How is Arteta still in a bloody job? <laughs> That's a very good question. And he's the first person. I would have sacked him the minute that final whistle went and said, you're out of here, mate, because you cannot perform I know it's Arsenal and everybody takes the piss out of them and all your stuff, but 26 years of European competition is amazing stat because I'm not sure there's other clubs in... I'm not actually sure there's any other club that's, that, that's done that in that length of time in the Premier League mm. to have a consecutive number of games, a uh, consecutive number of seasons in Europe. And he's broken it and he's still in a job, which I don't understand. Mm, it's a weird one because that would be just before Wenger, wouldn't it? Yeah, nineteen ninety-five is when that thing. A yes. year later, Arsene Wenger joined. That would be George Graham then. Uh, Bruce Rioch was was yeah, Bruce, Bruce Rioch, right before yeah. Wenger. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, he was ninety-five-six then because he was only there for a season. So it had yeah. to, yeah, it had to well, have been But he signed. He signed Bergkamp though, didn't he, Bruce Rioch? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think yeah. David Platt came in uh, for a bit in, in the back room. But, but yeah. it, it's not—it's not just the fact that they've that Arteta's missed them out on Europe. I mean, it. <laughs> so it, lost that it, it most most yeah. of those twenty-six years, it was it was the Champions League. It was the European Cup. Mm. 
you know, and the, the last mm. couple of years when they have gone to Europe, it's been the Europa League. So the, the, it's been a it's been a a, a, a bit of a, a drop off over the last few years, and it, it's disgraceful. I mean, it, they they should be the owners of that club should be embarrassed because they should be mm. one of the tr- one of the t- one of the superpowers. They should be in the title race every single season. They should be right up there with Man City, Liverpool, because you know the stadium, the income they make on a match day. They're, li- they're in London for God's sake. They should be able to attract the best mm. players in the world because people, you know, they they want to live in they London. It, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Their match day income mm, is ridiculous. Mm. People will travel from all over the world to watch them. I've so many colleagues and friends at work are Arsenal fans, and if I got one of them on, it would be if you had a beat machine, it would probably blow up because every other word would be uh, an F or a C. Because um, he he he's absolutely devastated at how that club is being run, and it, I'm wondering now. The fact that they've got no European football, their income is going to take such a hit that I wonder if it might actually start the um, the process of getting those idiots out that own the club, um, because that's what they rely on. It's the same with the Glazers. You they're know, they're Americans; they don't know when they're beaten. Well, but they haven't had any fans in the ground for a year and a half, and now they've got no European prize money, no European income. I mean. It's, are they going to get back into it, into any form of European football? Because it's going to be really difficult because presumably they're going to cut back on funding, presumably going to sell more than they buy this summer. Their squads can only get weaker unless they've got a really, you know, class of 92 coming through. Um, it, it, it's I'm really... I mean, they found it hard to... One for the youth, youth set up at Arsenal has never been that good. You remember that Wenger bought the French youth team, uh, the French national youth team, and that's what won them all the championship, mm. won everything for them. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I've never, I've never understood really what is the point of all these, you know, of Premiership clubs having a youth set up because half of the time the players in the programme are usually on loan elsewhere in the Championship, and they never get to play in the first team anyway. So I don't know why they bother. It just doesn't make sense. They want to develop young players coming through, but they haven't the patience to wait for them to become the players that they want. And so they go out and buy whatever they can find in Europe that are willing to play for them. Yeah, you, know, you you might you might as well not bother with the youth system, of, you know, for the Premier League clubs because it doesn't make any sense. You know, yeah, okay, I take it back as far as likes of a Burnley and the smaller clubs who still rely on, you know the youth setup that they do have and you know players come through and do represent the club but when you get to the you know the you know the bigger clubs in the premier league there's not a lot of point joining the youth setup because you it's you know it's going to be a rarity that you actually get to play in the first team you might as well just say thank you but no thanks i'll go find a championship club because at least then i know i'll get a chance of playing games and it won't happen though because you know, young players will automatically go where the bright lights are. That's that's you just hit that on the head there, Rob. They're, they're not actually mm. interested in playing football. They mm. and the people who advise them more think more importantly aren't interested in their guy playing football. They're interested in their guy making money for them. And if they go to Chelsea, they go to Arsenal, they go to Spurs, they get loaned out. Who cares? I can say my guy's at Spurs. I must be a good agent. You can work for me, mate. And that's all they're really interested in because the agents and the way that a lot of the agents run the game is to screw over mm. all the players and more than even FIFA and UEFA with the FIFA coming up to say let's run the World Cup every two years uh, because that's really sensible. Because you can then see UEFA backing down about playing the European Championships so then are we going to have a World Cup and a European Championship in the same year? Because nobody cares about the players, they only care about the money. The kids who go and play, they're happy if, at 21 if they, they play once or twice for the first team at Spurs or Arsenal or Liverpool, Man United, never play again. They've got that little thing to their name and they can go on the speaking circuit, they can go and play at non-league level and and suddenly people revere them because they've got that name behind them. 
But speaking of names behind them, um, as we record this on Thursday, the I forgot what day is Thursday, the twenty seventh of May. Um, I just wondered whether you're looking forward to Turkey versus Italy in approximately what two weeks? Yeah, it's um, it's it it's um. It's going to be on as quick, isn't it? The old, the old Euros. Mm. Um, only a year late, but that's fine. Um, should uh, be cancelled, but yeah. Yep, yep, it definitely should, or definitely not pan-European as it is. Um, it's funny, you, you must have read my mind, because as you were doing that little segue, I was clicking on the link for the, for the England squad. Um, so as, as we know, he's, he's called up 33 players... Um, to be whittled down to uh, between 23 and 26 on Tuesday, um, which I find a little bit strange. Um, now, I, I get it. The, uh, it. It's 12 players, I think, that are going to be involved in the Europa League and the Champions League finals. So he's called up extra players because they're not going to be able to report. But he has to, he has to reduce his squad to 26 before the warm-up games so what was the point of having 33 I, I don't really get it I assumed when he called up the 33 it was to cover so that he'd be able to name 11 and five or six or seven subs in those warm-up games but he has to do it on Tuesday on the 1st of June so these players there was no point calling up more players because they're not going to play a game what, what was what was the idea of that I mean three of them um uh oh who are they calvin phillips jordan henderson and uh harry Maguire. They, they're they're all injured so he's called them up to assess their fitness i'm not convinced that any of them um, are gonna go you, you um, need to remember that jordan henderson is probably the actual england manager uh, sorry the england captain compared to the person who we have yeah him. he's because i know when everything kicked off um, a few a few months ago with <coughs> Sterling and Gomez, it was Henderson who said how to resolve it. Um, yeah, he's very he's um, seasoned he's, professional. Mm, mm. Apparently, he's, he's very vocal. I've I've been listening to uh, some journalists and that that uh, while they've been at games without fans, obviously you can really hear the players. And apparently, he just doesn't shut up. He's he's in his teammates' ears. He's in the referees' ears from minute one to minute ninety. Mm -hmm. And obviously. If, if there's any chance that he's going to be fit, he's going to want him there. The problem is he hasn't played since January, I think, something like that. Yeah, it's been February. A February. February it's been against a the uh, blue and white shite. Yes, it's been a, it's been mm. a few a, a few um, a few months, and it's one thing he's, being he's not going to play in the Euros. No, I can't see it. And and Harry Maguire had no part in the Europa League final, so I'm not. Convinced that he would go. Um, Calvin Phillips did his shoulder on the last day of the season, so I don't know how he is. Assuming that none of those three do it, then there's there's another four that need to be uh, culled. Um, but I mean, the thing is, he's called up obviously Chelsea and Man City players that are playing on Saturday in the Champions League final. Well, they're all going to be in the final twenty-six, aren't they? Because why would you call them up if they're not going to be? Um, so for me, because he's called up four right backs, um, Trent, Alexander-Arnold, Kyle Walker, Reese James and Ben Chilwell. Uh, sorry, not Ben Chilwell. Um, Kieran Trippier. Um, so you know it, it's going to be Trent. Who he, he, he'll, he'll dump Trent. He will dump Trent. He will, because he's never done it in an England mm. shirt, to be fair. Um, he missed Neither out on the last squad. Uh, now, Reese mm. James has done well. Reese James has played well in his Whoa. in his six caps. I think Kieran Trippier is good on set pieces, and of course scored in the in the World Cup semi final. Uh, yeah, Kyle Walker will go because he can play centre back as well if he plays a back three. So it will be Trent that misses out. Um, in terms of the keepers, it will be Aaron Ramsdale that misses out. Um, mm. well, I don't in terms, well, yeah, I know. You don't see a lot of players. Um, in terms of the strikers, I mean, I think Bukayo Saka will probably miss out. And to be quite honest, Raheem Sterling should. 
Uh, now I love he Sterling, won't. but he won't. I know he won't. But he's been shit this season. He's had a terrible season. But yeah, it'll be it'll be. Unfortunately, it'll be it'll be Ollie Watkins that misses out. I think he'll take he'll take Kane and he will take Calvert Lewin as his through the middle strikers. And then obviously you'll have Rashford and Foden and Greenwood and Grealish and uh, Sancho. To me, Grealish should be should be not there. Sancho's coming back from injury, hasn't performed to scratch. He's that, he had a good he had a good last few weeks, Sancho. Good last couple of weeks at Dortmund. Hmm. Um, That's because he was trying to go in a shop window. Quite possibly, quite possibly. But yeah, it, I mean, like I say, I, we, we're only going to. We're only going to have four games at the tournament anyway, because this, you know, if we get through the group, we play Portugal, Germany, or France, so it's it's bye bye. So <laughs> everyone's saying, "Oh, the semi-finals and the final." Are... I wouldn't be concerned playing Germany at all. Yeah, but for that, yeah, but for that reason, they ain't going to get out of that group, are they? France and Portugal will, so it, it's irrelevant. <laughs> so we'll have to put up with Ronaldo's smug face as he punts us out of the tournament again. Um, so everyone's saying, "Oh, the semi-finals and the final are at Wembley." <laughs> well, I'd bring, I'd have Rooney there just to bring him on and get him to punch him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about something rather than being depressing with the England national team because at the end of the day, the national team is a load of shit, and nobody really cares about it anymore. Um, they care about it if they're in the tournament until they leave the tournament. And that's it. They're not interested in the rest of the year. Mm. It's not something to get excited about. Something to get excited about is Brentford versus Swansea City because down there in the borough of Hampton, we have interests on both sides of this match, don't we, Rob? Yeah, it's uh, it's going to um, create a lot of conflict for supporters of Hampton, Richmond Borough. Many of the supporters will support Brentford because it's the nearest local club of you know a decent size, and you've got to admit you know getting to the playoff final at Wembley is possibly one of the biggest matches Brentford have had you know since, since they got to that last year. Yeah. <laughs> yes, true. Okay, thanks for correcting no, 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 me, Kristen. <laughs> get getting there. Is, that's the thing to me. It's, that's why it's so mm. important that this time they do really well. Yeah. They, they yeah, I mean, I mean that. I mean, they've been a revelation over the last few years. Have Brentford, just by the method in which they've been, um, you know, basically scouting players and signing them, and you know, they've not yet had a dud, and quite a few of them have gone on to a higher level. Well, um, we so yeah, this is true. Um, so a lot of a lot of Hampton fans are going to be going, you know, for Brentford, but. On the other side, it's the playing Swansea, and on the Swansea side is you know possibly the best player that I've seen in the flesh, you know on the you know on in the you know in the conference in the national league, for, you know in the last ten years in Jamal Lowe. I mean here we've got a guy that for twelve months gave. Defenders who were not really up to his standard, and basically leaving him on the backsides week, after, you know, every week, you know, and it, now he's, you know, he's already scored at Wembley. He's, you know, he scored on both his international debut debuts for two different countries, and you know, he's basically turning out to be one of those amazing finds that you know clubs only dream about. And so, of course, a lot of the Hampton fans, given the fact he used to wear the Hampton shirt, I'll be wanting him to do well. And so, for if he does well, there's a good chance that Swansea will end up in the Premier League. So, the question is for Hampton fans, which side of the fence do you land on? That's the problem. Personally, I think I'd like Swansea to be in the, to be in the Premier League just to go and annoy everybody. <laughs> because, um, <laughs> no, I mean, Brentford... 
Well, I'd, I wouldn't because there's a real danger that you'd have to be scared that Brentford would end up doing a derby. You know, you have to be scared about that because let's not fa let's not forget, you know, it's not that long ago since Brentford were scratching around and yes, they've got a new stadium. You know, yeah, Griffin Park is slowly in the process of being demolished. So, you know, the future's looking good for them. They've got a stadium that could hold Premier League football. But yet, they'll always be looked as, an, as a small club because, you know, that's how they're perceived. You know, they've, you know, they've never won the FA Cup. They've never even been anywhere near the FA Cup final. In fact, I'm not even entirely sure how what's the furthest they've ever gone, you know, in either competition. So, you know, it's they'll always be perceived as being a small club, and. If Swansea get there, however, Swansea don't have that perception of being as small. So, yeah, it's uh, it's tricky. Mm, nah, it's three. Deadpool might have something to say about that. Yeah, there's three. There's <laughs> three big clubs in Wales. Exactly, three big clubs. Give over. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, like I say, but. Brentford have never been past the quarter-final in the FA Cup. They've never appeared at Wembley until last season. They've never been anywhere, done anything. They'll always be seen as a small club. They've, you know, this if they get promoted to the Premier League, it'll be the furthest that it'll be the highest level that they've ever played at. So, you know, this is why I think if they went there and won and end up in the Premier League. They're going to be looked down on as a little club forever. Um, which is why I think, you know, I'd prefer to see Swansea City go up there because at least, you know, they're used to that kind of... Um, you know, that, well, not that... Well, no, that's not what I was going to say, but, you know, they're, they're perceived as a bigger club than what Brentford are. You know, when you, you, know, when you look at it, because, I mean, they've, they've been in the Premier League before, you know... Yeah, it didn't didn't go that well for them, but you know they've been there. They've got experience of playing in the top flight before, so they're not thought of as a small club. You know, Swansea City won the f won the League Cup. You know, and so you know they they know what winning trophies are about, and this is why you know and it would be a great thing if Swansea did get there, as I said, just to annoy the hell out of everybody else. Something I always thought of. Bear in mind, we just oh, steady on. in Super League uh, and stuff. Um, I wonder whether Swansea and like Wrexham and let's say Colwyn Bay as well uh, and Cardiff, whether they would be against the European Super League mm. and stuff because they don't even play in their own country. The league that these guys are in is not their own country. They play in a different country's mm. league. And mm. I always find that very interesting that Wales, that in theory, Wales could have, in theory, more than four of their own club, four Welsh clubs in the Champions League. Because if Barry Town make it through those knockout stages, one day they will, they, they mm. could have potentially Swansea, Wrexham, um, Colwyn Bay um, and Cardiff all, it would be a big ask, all of those and Barry Town in the Champions League. And I just find it strange that I'm not sure, I need to do some research as to other countries where the football club does not play in their own country, does not play in their own league, because... I know this was always an argument from the Celtic and Rangers fans, but you allow Swansea and Cardiff to play in the league and Wrexham. I will say and Wrexham because I'm pretty certain that within three years Wrexham will be back in the football league and making shakes and making moves. But it's it's one of the things. So it's always one of the things that I found very interesting that. Um, as to whether that happens in other areas, so like in Belgium, whether you have a Belgian club who actually plays in the Dutch league rather than playing their own league because it's, um, I wouldn't say it's really close because everywhere they're really close there, but 
just for whatever historical reason that it is that mm. the to have Swansea now for me Swansea I would like to see Brentford because I would like to see a new club in the Premier League I agree with you Rob they would be classed as a small club they would be like when Swindon got the Premier League in the 90s mm. and they went back down um, they would they was yeah you've won a game and that sort of thing they're not it's not so much that they expect them to stay up. It's how many games can you win before you get relegated. Um, I don't think anybody will match Derby. I uh, don't think anybody can be that poor. They'll, even Sheffield United this season, who had a, an appalling start to the season, have still um, got almost, they, I think they've almost got double the points that Derby got in the end. So it is one of those things that, that comes through. Um, but double points don't mean anything without prizes and what prizes are we getting in Kaiserslautern James oh you've muted yourself uh, I'm here don't <laughs> worry I'm here <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's um, I've, I've managed to upload two videos this week woohoo um, uh, so yeah we managed to win the DFB Pokal at the end of the uh, fourth season which was excellent because we beat Leipzig and that's always pleasing um, so we are mm. embarking on our first season in Europe at the moment and it's getting a little bit twitchy. Um, I won't say any more because we're not so quite up to date. are we going to call you Dortmund from now on then? <laughs> and we're not quite that level yet. Um, we, we're doing all right though. We're doing all right. Um, but yeah, if you want to you check that out, it is Gamer James FM everywhere that you would want to watch stuff like that. And... Mm -hmm. um, I assume we go again next week, but um, yeah, we will go again soon. If not, mm. we 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 can always go again next week, or we can go again this week as well. And <laughs> tomorrow, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. No, I'm not actually tomorrow. Um, Rob, speaking of being free, um, work's keeping you busy, but Hansen mm. just ticked over that century, like in Test Match Special. Yes, uh, as of. 25th of May so that was Tuesday just past the club celebrated uh, the day of its centenary um, and you know the history book you know has it the fact that at a meeting on this date there uh, was a motion passed that the club be formed by players in and around the area I mean there was already a lot of smaller clubs in the Hampton and district area and they believe it or not they all managed to come together and form the one club and it happened a hundred years ago this week so you know that's one bit of positive news and hopefully you know there'll be loads of events and Robert will be kept busy and you know whatever it is so it's you know some really good things going on down there and um, yeah football season's coming to an end but at Hampton we're already looking at next season full set of pre-season matches you know already been arranged and um, looking for that Friday night tie against AFC Wimbledon that could be a bit spiky a bit of rivalry there would you believe I could quite well believe it's, um, they're, they're just at the road from you um, well, before we move into my normal little spiel at the end I do want to mention that the other games this weekend for the playoffs we're looking at Bradford City versus City and I think I'm just saying to you Rob off air but mm. every time I see that um, tie I just remember to the tragedy that happened with the, the fire in the stand um, and in the other one we've got Morecambe versus Newport County so actually I apologise to Newport because I appear to have missed another Welsh club that plays not in that league um, but what you can do, you can always listen to us ramble on at wegoagainpodcast.com. Uh, we can find all of our back catalogs. You can go across there to Twitter, we go again podcast uh, on Twitter. And on Facebook, I'm now thrown off Facebook, so I can't update this ever. But there is some old, old stories on there at uh, We Go Again Podcast. But what have you been doing? I thank you for listening.